0: We don't want to just simply talk about problems and issues. We want to get to solutions. Um, And today we want to begin. We're talking about one of the main issues that we're facing in America today. I'm going to have Carol just to read it. You read along, and uh, those of you that are watching us online, just listen along with this. This is an article by someone by the name of Art Heinz. It was posted back in January of 2016, but uh, I. I happened to come across it and I wanted to us to read it today because it's so much a part of what we've been battling with here in this area and it's all across the country. Go right ahead.
1: Again, his name is Art Hines. And a traveling preacher was waiting to be picked up by a local church pastor to speak at his church that evening. Relaxing by an outside courtyard at the hotel, The preacher engaged a grandmother with two young children in a cordial conversation. The woman noticed the man's Bible and asked if he was a believer. He he explained he was a believer and that he was scheduled to speak at such and such church that night. The woman replied, I used to go to that church. In fact, she continued, my grandchild here was healed of autism at that church. Stunned by the disconnect between the fact of the child's healing of what is considered incurable by many professionals, and the statement that she used to go to that church, the preacher simply replied, praise the Lord. He struggled to wrap his mind around the woman's decision to leave a church where such faith was preached and such a, miracle, a powerful miracle took place simply because she was now moving in some new revelation, quote unquote. What the preacher observed that night has in fact become an epidemic across the country where people leave their faith family despite the fact that the faith family was the source in the Lord Jesus Christ of the life and breakthroughs in their lives. A couple is headed to the divorce court with no hope of reconciliation. The Lord uses the church to restore the relationship between the couple, then leave the church. A man attempts suicide, fails, and shows up in church where he gets saved and delivered and then leaves the church. A young man is told he has an incurable disease, but God exposes the infirmity and removes it through a word of knowledge. But then the individual lets hurt and disappointment drive him from the body God used to restore him. A man receives a prophetic word over his life about money all around him and after prospering in a manner consistent with the word, departs the church, leaving pledges, vows, and commitments unfulfilled. A dejected and demoralized woman comes into church and finds acceptance, love, and belonging, only to walk away because of some minor misunderstanding or offense. The stories are endless, but they all share a common narrative of people receiving life and restoration from the church and then divorcing their churches to serve some offense. I I, want to say that one again. (laughs) The stories are endless, but they all share a common narrative of people receiving life and restoration from the church and then divorcing their churches to serve some offense yield to a divisive or deceptive spirit, or to pursue some spurious teaching, doctrine, or practice. According to Psalms 68.6, the Lord sets his people in families so that the benefits of redemption can be explained, explored, and enjoyed. The word set means to remain or to abide. Our destiny in this life, <clears throat> excuse me, our ability to bear fruit, and the influence we are to have on the lives of others are all tied to remaining in God's set place for us. It's easy to leave a church when it's viewed as an entity or an, org- or an organization. You make it impersonal. But when believers have the biblical revelation that the local church is a family, and a family the Lord has set them in, it is much more difficult for the deceiver to displace them.
0: And it's- Carol and I talked about this one a long time, that particular paragraph uh-huh. of how the enemy's warfare against us in this area was to cause people to view this as an entity and an organization which gives you the permission to disconnect. Because as you guys know, from day one, we've used nothing but the word family. <laughs> nothing but the word family to describe this. This has never been an organization, never referred to as as uh, just uh, a movement uh, or a program. Or we even stopped using the word church services. <laughs> we call them family gatherings, you know, breakfast, <laughs> everything. Uh And we do know that part of the reason why that has happened is because of what was going on in our families It's very, very difficult to go into a place that refers to itself as a family. It's easier to see it as an organization, an entity, a social club, because Mm -hmm. I don't want family. I don't want family. That's what we've encountered, and I'm sure it's all over the country. People don't want family because of what family means in their heads now, mm-hmm.
1: uh, and what has it has represented to yeah, what it has represented to them, yeah. what they've had, they, what they have experienced, uh, the vows that they have made, um, in their hurts, the yeah. offenses that have occurred yeah. in family, yeah. the vows that they have made that. I'm not ever going to let this happen to me again, but you but you end up hurting yourself mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. God made family um, mm-hmm. and he just because sound, what you have experienced in your family has been dysfunctional or hurtful or painful does not mean that you throw away family. it means that healing that you need to go to a place where there is a healthy family yeah mm-hmm. uh where you could see. God, what God wanted family to be, you find that place, and you get, and God sets you in that place so that you can be healed, so that you can be delivered, so that you can have a healthy family. Yeah. You don't just throw away family because of what you experienced in your own, and I am a witness. I've I've been hurt in family, but that doesn't mean I I did not... Uh, God, I allow mm-hmm. God to set me in a family, a healthy family, a healthy setting, so that I could see what he wanted yeah. family to be. Mm-hmm. And to emulate that, to grow in that, and to raise my children in that, so that they would be able to have healthy families. Um,
0: One of the things that I noticed that has happened through the years in many families, or many people that have come particularly to urban life, is that if they're coming from a very bad family situation, and you encounter um as what what happened when people come here here's a husband and wife been married forever <laughs> yeah. all we we're following exactly what the word of the Lord says when you spoke when a, when you have an overseer. you should be able to look at their personal life mm-hmm. to determine if rather you're in a good place right. Husband of one wife. Yeah. Look at their children. Yeah. What's their reputation in the community? All of that, and none of that has anything to anything do with being charismatic, dynamic teacher, fantastic preacher, and ain't even got in the list of flowing in the power in the spirit. No, I said, look at the personal life. Right. That that, that determines whether you got an open good overseer. That helps you to know that. That you're in a safe. You're in a safe place. place. You're in
1: a, yeah. a place where God that God has established.
0: Yeah, but what we have encountered is. Uh, even when people come to what has been an obvious safe place. And we're not saying it's just to defend ourselves where I'm getting to a point yeah. here. When you come to an obvious safe place and you reject that, then that means that there's something else in your heart yeah. towards God. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the issue is. So many people have said, if I could just find a church that's got a good pastor and where the people are right. And all the, even if you get all of that, the issue is what's in your heart yeah. because you'll still reject yeah. the very thing that you said you wanted. Yeah. Why? Because your heart is not right toward where? God. Yeah. There's still something because that comes back to some of those inner vows. You yes. say, I'll never allow this. I'll yes. never and I'll never and I'll never. And so yeah. when you when you are like that and you God places you in a good faith family, which is a wow. phrase you're going to hear us right. using a lot more uh God places you in a good faith family. You, we already know no faith family is without its issues and its problems. But the issue is that uh, uh, no, there's nobody perfect. You, but you're going to f- easily be offended by the slightest little thing, because you aren't coming into a faith family for fellowship. You aren't coming into a faith family for camaraderie and for the, you're coming into to be healed healed. or delivered or to
1: forget, to be able to come to a place where you can forgive those who have hurt you
0: or harmed you. It's it's coming into the faith family so that I can be justified in the position that I have taken against God. So you come in looking for everything that you can find wrong uh, because you're you're trying to prove something to God, right. yeah. That's that's the real deal. Pastor Chris just going there like never before. There's something that you got against God, right. so you go into a faith family looking for all of the reasons why you don't have to submit to God. Right. So the pastor ain't this, his wife ain't that, they kids and 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 they didn't look at me and the usher didn't talk to me and these people when I sat next to them wouldn't speak to me and I couldn't get in the choir and and there's hundreds and hundreds of reasons why you excuses. don't excuses why you don't have to what submit to god's word he says he sets the solitary in family so that whole argument i've heard it a long time since i've been here in harrisburg i don't have to belong to any one believer body of believers because i'm part of the body of christ and so yeah please stop all of that because even the natural human body your ear ain't floating all over your nose ain't floating all over your arms ain't jumping from one part to another fingers ain't appearing in different spots we all have a particular part of the body where you are identified that's the only reason for it there's a particular part of the body that you must identify yourself with that way, even yourself, you're not confused about what God's calling is upon your life. Right. We kind of see urban life as being like a heart ministry. Yes. People that come here, it is matters of the heart. Yes. And that's what's part of their motivation. They see things that way. God is moving in their life that way. So people that come to urban life tend to be more like heart part of the body. Yeah. And here's the thing about it. that means heart we're not seeing. And so we don't care about having a great big ministry and thousands of people because heart is one of those comely parts. Yes. It's one of those parts that's not seen, doesn't get any recognition. You don't even think about it until when there's a problem. Sorry, yeah. Then you find out how serious the heart really is. Well, if that, then folks who come and connect with that, then because that's what's part of them, that's what's part of us, then you are, all you're doing is identifying That's the part of the body that resonates with me and my life. Yeah, it doesn't stop you from being intricately connected with different parts of the body because of the heart, we're pumping blood throughout the whole body. All of the parts are necessary, the word of God says, but what are we getting at? I'm getting at that whole attitude of coming uh, 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 or saying, I'm, I'm I don't have to identify with any part of the body because uh uh and really you're operating out of hurt there's some yes. disappointment there's some hurt yes. that you're or some fear that you're yes. operating in yes. which is the reason why you won't just settle it right his word says that he sets he set his's his word this ain't pastor Chris Psalm 68 verse 6 he sets yes. the solitary in families that's not an issue to argue with there's no debate about that he sets you in a family and even in the natural you ain't floating around from one family to another you ain't jumping in and out from one house to another you ain't living in this house one day and somebody else's house the next day you got married to one person these are your kids this you don't switch all around these are my kids this week this is my husband next week. no Family, so settle the issue. He sets us in family. God knows that we've all all had hurts and disappointments, but you don't throw away what God says or redefine what God says because of our life's experience. And far too much of that has been happening in us, through us, in the body of Christ. Christ. Where we got hurt, you got wounded. It happened in your personal life, in your own personal family. It may have happened with a faith family. So now you're going to live your life with this whole new definition of family. God don't change the definition simply because we got hurt. He requires of us to get reconciled, get that straight. One of the things back when he we were people. yeah, when we were youth pastors and young adult uh, overseeing young adult ministry in our church, before we would allow the young people to get up and do praise and worship or any of the uh, evangelistic outreaches that we would have, we would always call everybody together. There, there, I was famous for this And I say whatever's going on between y'all all right now Get it straight Because this is not a performance We're not getting out on this stage Or going out on these streets And acting like everything's okay And it's not Whatever you ought you got against somebody Get it straight right now Everybody in my home church Pastor Chris, no, Pastor Chris is known for that phrase It's get it straight Why? Because that's a family thing
1: Yes, And the other side of that is You have to get it straight in order to keep doors closed to the enemy. Yes. Because you're walking around in hurt and in unforgiveness and you're trying to protect yourself, you have doors open, open to the to enemy. enemy. If you don't get that thing straight, if you don't get that thing straight with God, get your heart healed, get your life healed, be restored, have recovery happen in your life, you have an open door to the enemy and he's going to come, he comes in yeah. and he tears your life yes, apart. He does.
0: Whether you recognize recognize it or or not, not.
1: it's happening.
0: And it's the reason why you give yourself that internal permission then to walk away from the very people who helped you the most, who invested in you the most, who tried to be there for you. And because of the one time, you know, they may have been there for you a hundred times, and one time they didn't answer your phone call. One time they didn't respond to your text. And now you threw through with everything and everybody and all the investment that's been made in your life. That means something's been wrong for a long time.
1: But And it's also because you don't want to be hurt again. Yeah. So you leave. But you're leaving... The place where God, God has, has you to, in order to strengthen you, yeah. to build you up, to 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 instill in you an internal fortitude, yes. so that you can deal with life and not fall apart. Yes. Don't leave because you're afraid of being disappointed. Um, know that you're dealing with human beings. Yes. You're a human being yourself. You have faults, um, but you're dealing with people who really love God. Yes. Yeah. And and. Everybody has their own process that they're going through. We're all human beings, yes. But you're, if you're in, a congreg- you're in a faith family yes. that loves God, allow God to continue to deal, heal them, deal with them, because they have experienced things as, as well as you have. Yes.
0: <laughs> we are. All,
1: we're in this together. We yeah. are. We are the body of Christ, supplying one another. Yes. It's called fellowship. Yes. It's called being we're for one another. We're helping one another. Yes. We're standing together.
0: Yeah.
1: It's divided that we fall. There's a reason for that. Yes. Yeah. The enemy his, his strategy has always been to pick off, pick off people, people, to put yeah. you in solitary confinement, to get you away yes. from your source, yeah. from help, from healing, from restoration, from forgiveness. He's always trying to pick you off. Yes, yes. And he's been successful.
0: Yeah, if you're one of the ones that said I don't need all that, I don't need a faith family, then the enemy already—he's already, he's, he's already he's, won. He's already won in you your life. You have believed lie. You said, but I—how well, dare you say that? I love God. I ain't talking about you loving God. <laughs> I love God. I'm and I just feel like I do better by myself than than being with the faith family, and that's the lie. That's the lie That's the lie You're already Just like the stragglers When you You know The enemy The roaring lion He loves those of you That say I can do fine by myself I don't need to be With the herd Now That sounds ridiculous Because you've seen Those Discovery Channel uh, Video clips too Where you get those ones That are off by themselves And that's what he's done He didn't Separated you from the rest of the herd, and you out there boldly saying, I don't need, I don't even need to be with the herd. I'm strong all by myself. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> he already. I- all right. As we same as I. Right. Okay, you go ahead. Feel like this, but and here's another one of his famous lies: uh, people in the world are more real than they are in the faith family. People in the world are more committed to you than they are in the faith family. People in the world—all the hypocrites in the church—and uh, and ain't no hypocrites in the world, right? Ain't no hypocrite really? There are no hypocrites really? on your job really? There are no are hypocrites serious? In your business there, there, there ain't no hypocrites Right on the streets In the grocery store ain't Everybody's on. just Totally up front with you and tell you Exactly they how they feel no, about they you no They ain't got agenda. no undercover Agendas No. no, That Right that's how it is in the right. world Right
1: no strings attached Okay alright
0: They do stuff for you and they ain't got nothing That they expecting you to do for them Right okay yeah That's what we talk about that's the lie The enemy keeps telling you that the world The Pope folks in the world Ain't no hypocrites out there All the hypocrites are in the faith family. See, he's lied to you. He's lied to you because it's not true. The issue that you'll have in the world is that everybody will keep that stuff under cover and covered and all and you know buried as long as the money's coming in. We can all partner together in a business plan. We can partner together with an education plan. We can partner together in a political plan, and we'll stick together and not fight it out and just bury it. And okay, she said that, he said it, but I'll put it away. Why? Because there's a payday coming at the end as long as I keep my mouth shut. See, that's not real It's the money that's driving you So you don't say nothing Because we're going to all get paid At the end of this And so in the house of God We're not willing to stick it out Because I don't see no no benefit What's the benefit of sticking this out? What's the benefit? But in the world you see immediate benefit We got a check coming at the end of the month We got commission that's going to come in See, we got contracts that are going to be fulfilled, and I'm going to get paid. So we'll hang in there and not say a word. But because we don't see the benefit in the faith family, then we just jump out. You get out of it immediately at the simplest little offense. Yeah, Pastor Chris is going there like never before. But that's because this has to stop. The enemy is lying to us about what's really going on. There is no way in the world you can tell me that the enemy of your soul loves you and that it's better for you to be out with the world among people who have No real genuine sense Of agape and love right. That it's better for you to be In that environment than to be in a Faith environment you will never be able To convince us of that because it's Simply not true you're right in the enemy's Territory and all he's doing is Playing with you until he sets you Up for his strike upon your Life mm-hmm. oh man it's come on right Bless right the ladies, Lord yeah, y'all perfect. thank you Lord God. And
1: <laughs> it's perfect oh, like natural Families There may be sound reasons for separation such as abuse, but in most cases, people are abandoning their faith families due to a dysfunctional view of and judgment of their faith family. That's
0: all we said. We said all that in (laughs) the Yes, yes we
1: did. Yes we did. Sadly, these individuals then act like the family doesn't even exist and was never a significant factor in their spiritual lives and well-being. Once this type of behavior is started, unfortunately and tragically, it is often repeated over and over again, sowing confusion in the affected churches, insecurity in the church leaders, And contempt for the church in the hearts of kids exposed to this behavior by perpetually disgruntled parents.
0: Each one of those is incredibly significant because that's the part you're not thinking about. You're just thinking about you.
1: You and how how it's affected you. And
0: part of the reason why God is having us deal with what faith family is really about and and, uh, this divorcing is because, again, he has you operating in total selfishness. Yes. You haven't, most of some of you haven't even thought about what you're leaving meant to those that you left behind. And that's because, yes, because that's what happened to you in your personal family. Dad left, mom left. And so you've had to be a survivor all of your life. But the problem with being a survivor and holding on to survivor mentality once you come into a faith family is that you'll do the same thing that your mom and your daddy did to you. Yes. You'll just leave.
1: You just repeat it. You for just leave reason. for a different
0: reason. But you just leave without any consideration as to how it's affecting the, the, the people the friends that you had in the faith family, your brothers and sisters, you aren't thinking about what it does to leadership. I can tell you as a leader, when people leave, we're left questioning, what did I do wrong? What did I say? Is it me? You end up questioning yourself, which has been an issue for me. I'll just be honest with, been an issue for me for years. Second-guessing myself, constantly questioning myself, it devastate. It can be devastating to, to many leaders, especially for those who may be young in their leadership. They're trying to figure out what they did wrong, how they offended you. I'm not talking about the pastor of 30 years. I'm talking about the youth pastor who's only been there for a couple of years, and you pick up and took the teenager and left and left the church, and that young kid, 20-something years old, is beating themselves over the head trying to figure out what they did wrong. What they said that was wrong, and you haven't even thought about how it's affecting them, mm-hmm. young in their leadership, because you just gone. You, some, somebody that ain't got nothing to do with youth ministry said something to you about your kid, and you didn't go to the youth pastor about it. You didn't give nobody an opportunity to explain it. They don't even know what you're angry about. Right. You just leave. And that's what we're talking about Then they're left with all these questionings of themselves What did we do wrong And then the enemy lies to you and says you They know what they did They, ain't know, they, they No they don't, no, they don't. So Why? Because you didn't say anything Well it's a prophetic church God will tell them no he won't He leaves it up to you To say what the problem was Or what it is My God I didn't start preaching them oh, no, And, and then true. the last one What yeah. it's doing to your own kids Yes We can't tell you how many times parents have brought their kids to us for me and Carol to try to talk to their kids and they want us now to talk to their kids after their kids have heard their parents dog the church, put down the pastor, Uh gossip and talk about everybody in the Uh church. Now the child has a problem in their life and now you bring the kid to the very people that you done dogged out Uh for months and years. Your child is sitting there. We we know what we're talking about. Uh They sit there like no. Why should I be here listening to the same pastor that I didn't heard mama say he don't know what he talking about? Why should they listen now? That's what we're getting at. Yeah. Or, or,
1: and they won't have any respect for any other pastor because anywhere of, because of how, what they have seen. Yeah. They're going to do what you do. Yes. Not what you say. They're going to see, they're going to watch your lifestyle. They have been watching your yeah. lifestyle and they're going to do exactly that.
0: Yeah. They're not going to give people a second chance. They're not going to be forgiving, not just in the church, but their school teachers, the principal, folks in the neighborhood. Yeah. Because you've taught your kids You don't give people a second chance You don't give people a chance to explain what they said You don't give people an opportunity To apologize You just make up your mind That you're going to be judge, jury And executioner And walk out the door And your kids will do the same thing And eventually, here's the worst part They're going to do it to you Because you trained them that way On to the next Like
1: (laughs) Like with any family, there are issues, challenges, disagreements, and problems. But also like most families, there are untold and innumerable benefits to being part of a faith family. Yes. Perhaps as American Christians, we should intentionally focus on the positive aspects of family rather than focusing on what is not right or imperfect. And that's
0: where we're headed. After I said all of that, (laughs) we're going to change our focus. It's
1: It's possible for the devil to inspire us to amplify the negative, forsake our faith family, and compromise the good things God had planned to do in us and through us in association with that faith family. Yes. Choose instead to honor the set place God has for you, to appreciate the life you have received from that faith family, and to focus on the positive when faced with issues, legitimate and imagined, in the local church. Perhaps it's time to remember the value of blooming where we are planted, or dancing with the one that brought us, that brought us. If you have developed the habit of divorcing your church or have completely separated yourself from church altogether, consider the grace and mercy God has given to you and the fact that he did not divorce you for your imperfections.
0: Major statement. Think about it. God didn't divorce you because of your imperfections. Then you don't divorce the faith family because of their imperfections
1: ask yourself a simple question. Did I and do I treat my faith family like God treats me? Selah.
0: Bless the Lord. Come on, everybody. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Lord God. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. And so in response, here's here's the thing that we're going to do as a faith family. We want to, and we, uh, over the, next few weeks, and as far as God will allow us to get into this, we're going to do just what this Arthur said. We're going to focus on, on the positive aspects of a faith family instead of just uh, going off, like I've done in some ways today, about all the stuff <laughs> that's gone wrong. <laughs> and we just kind of thought about, you know, we come from a wonderful faith family uh, back in St. Louis, and so we kind of, we we sat down and we just right off the top of our head came up with at least 10 benefits that we learned and experienced in our faith family why are we doing that because if we feel like we, we put the emphasis on the positive things on the benefits of the faith family that's what will help you in your decision of returning to your faith family uh, or, or the next one that you join and connect with that you'll learn to pot, to really focus on these benefits. And right off the top of our heads, Carol and I, we just sat down and without even hesitating, we came up with 10 benefits of a faith family and they are communion, community, camaraderie, place of care, connection, conflict resolution, confessing faults. It's a place of covering, place of commitment and a place of commissioning. And so over these next few weeks, we're going to talk about the 10 benefits of being in a faith family. It's going to be wonderful. You don't want to miss it. So you be here every time <laughs> so we can share it with you. Right. Bless the Lord. Oh, come on, give the Lord a hand. Thank you, Lord. Thank
1: you, Lord.